In China, also, you have to see that I will always be seen as a foreigner, no matter how good my Mandarin is. People often reject to believe what they don't understand or what scares them. With Dragonfolio China, you have the unique chance to truly understand a frequently misconceived country and an inevitable shift in the 21st century. Just lean back and enjoy a fascinating journey through China that will astonish and reward you. All right, Niemann Hao guys, and welcome to the next episode of Dragonfolio China. My name is Eric, and today in the first more personal episode, I will talk about why do I study Mandarin? The focus of Dragonfolio China is on China, obviously, and the impact on your life, not really on me. But of course, every now and then, I want to include my own story and give you some insights into my own life in China and how basically China fits into my life. And today I thought, hey, why not talking about my motivation behind studying Mandarin and why it could be important for a lot of people? Interestingly, this is one of the most frequent questions that I'm facing constantly, not just in China by Chinese people. Why do you study our language? But especially from foreigners, they are like, Hey, isn't Chinese very difficult? Dude, come on, life is too short to learn Mandarin. And I actually agree that this is a really good question because often when people study languages, I believe the why is missing. They think it's cool or it's fun or they have time and should do something, but they often don't think about why do I study a particular language. And when I look back, I mean, in school I had to learn English and that somehow made sense for me. Then my second foreign language was French. And guess what? I totally blew in French. Why? Because I didn't have any true incentives. I didn't see a need to learn French, but I had to learn a second foreign language in order to, you know, pass on. And yeah, it was a disaster, to be honest. I think that is a problem that we often have in our, in our system. And so the reason why I study language can be quite comprehensive or goes very deep and today I will give you the same answer that I give everyone who asks me this question but of course normally I will not give an answer that is that comprehensive and 15 minutes long uh, but a bit shorter today you can enjoy a longer explanation and I think it's very interesting to see really behind this. So my first true attempt to pick up Mandarin was in Taiwan because when I came to Taiwan for the first time I realized oh without Mandarin it's pretty difficult here. I have to rely on others all the time. Translation apps were not that big at this time and even well you can use them of course but sometimes it's not really comfortable. Until this point in time I was mostly traveling in other Asian countries where it's much easier to get along with English. But in Taiwan, it was my first experience where I really struggled. And don't get me wrong, Taiwanese overall, this the English is quite okay. Especially in Taipei, you are good. With younger people, you're fine, normally. But it's still difficult. It can be a struggle though, especially if you leave the capital and if you go to some more rural area, if you want to order food at some places. And so this is the first time where I seek language partners and try to really get on yeah get some basics in mandarin so that i can say more than just ni hao and uh, yeah i realized that uh, quickly afterwards even with some minor efforts it's so much more comfortable to get around to order food to ask for directions and if you know a few chinese characters that already helps a lot although in taiwan they use traditional characters and whenever i text with taiwanese friends i struggle a lot because i found 
Traditional characters way more difficult than the simplified. I talk about these differences in another episode. However, let's summarize the first reason why I studied Mandarin was for traveling. The second reason is that I think if you want to understand a culture or let's say a country or people, it is also absolutely necessary to have a certain understanding of the language. Ever since I came to Asia for the first time, I had a growing interest in, in Asian culture, particularly in Chinese. But if you live in some places, you don't really need to speak the local language or learn Mandarin. However, in China, for instance, where language and culture are so close, then really, I would say the, the language actually gives this culture a, a soul. It's really important to have some basics in the language. You will understand way more. I give you an example. Chinese people are often perceived as extremely, let's say, noisy and loud. And one reason is that they have a very tonal language, which kind of forces them to speak in that way. We perceive it often as rude if they have a certain expression and if they talk in a certain way. But if you understand Mandarin, I speak Mandarin, it also would sound a bit more rude sometimes. And it's just the way people talk. But of course, this goes way further. So once you really understand the language a bit, once you listen to it, once you speak it, you will also understand way more about the country. And if you're really interested in a culture and country, you have to learn it. And I think this reason, understanding, is the most common reason why people study other languages. They're not always aware of it, but I think that's often what people at the end want to achieve. The third reason why I study Mandarin is that it is a huge challenge for me. After finishing my MBA in the US, I needed a new challenge in my life and I quickly figured my current job is not providing this challenge to a full extent. And then I, I don't know why exactly, but I realized I want to learn the language. And first I thought about, hey, I could refresh my Spanish. I was also studying some time or for fun. But then luckily I listened to myself again and said, hey, you are actually on the way to travel a lot to China. You're more and more interested in the culture. You read a lot. Why not study Mandarin? Well, the reason is Mandarin is so difficult for us. For a English native speaker, Chinese is the most difficult language to learn. And as I'm a German native speaker, I'm very close to English. So I have to admit, for me, it's really difficult to learn it. How difficult is Mandarin at the end? Well, I'm also going to include this in another episode where I go more deep into the language. But eventually, I'm so glad that I decided in favor of Mandarin because it's a huge challenge for me every day, but it's a challenge that I enjoy. And not just because I seek a target, but also because I enjoy the process of learning Mandarin, which gives me a lot and is, and is way more enjoyable for me than a lot of other challenges that I had previously because I was forced to do them. Reason number four why I study Mandarin is my positioning. I see studying Mandarin as a unique selling point because speaking English, no matter how good you speak, is, well, it's somehow expected nowadays. It doesn't really give you a competitive advantage over others. It's so common now, especially in the Western world. And a lot of other skills and qualifications that we acquire over the course of time in school and at work to be honest, these are standard requirements. You cannot stand out with them. And then I thought, if I study Mandarin, which I'm interested anyway, it gives me really something special that positions me differently in case I have to seek a job again at a company 
or generally whatever I do is something that cannot be easily copied. Okay, now you might say, hold on, Eric, there are already 1.5 billion people speaking Mandarin. Why is that special? Well, of course, it's a it's another thing whether you speak Mandarin as a Westerner, where you already can speak two or three languages fluently, accept Mandarin, have a different background, and then you speak Chinese. So I was actually curious how many Westerners that are non-ethnical Chinese can speak Mandarin. To be honest, there are no hard figures that you can find about it. What I know is that there are around 900,000 foreigners living in China. And I would say maximum 10%, I think it's even less, maximum 10% of them can speak Mandarin fluently. And there are not too many Westerners outside of China who are fluent in Mandarin as well, because in order to learn Mandarin, normally you have to go to China. At least you have to be there for a while. It's almost impossible to become fluent if you're not in China. So, long story short, if I one day fit into this category, I think it can make things much easier for me. It is useful for both my work and for life. Okay, the last and fifth reason why I study Mandarin is integration. When you go to a foreign country, you always can choose the way you live or you travel there. And especially if you stay somewhere for a longer period, just like I do in China now, it should not just be about understanding, but also about communication, about engagement, and about mutual respect. And so when I live somewhere, I want to feel comfortable. I, I'm not there just to, let's say, to work or to study or to travel around and try out food. When I go somewhere, I want to feel comfortable. And that would include to integrate somewhat into the society maybe make some local friends, not because, oh, look, I'm, I'm cool, I hang, I hang out with the locals. It's more like if you meet other people, it's so much more enjoyable. You, you will see, you learn so much new things and it's, it gives you so much that you cannot get otherwise. Of course, I have Western friends in China as well, but for me, it would be totally out of the question to just live in a Western bubble. It's so much more enjoyable. And when you do these activities with locals, which can reach from, let's say, a simple dinner to a hiking weekend, it gives you a totally new perspective and experience. It's really great. And now you might think, yeah, but why do you have to learn the language necessarily? Well, most of my friends in China, they can speak English fluently. So Mandarin would not be a, let's say, absolute requirement. But whenever you speak Mandarin with them, or even just showing the effort to learn the language, you will automatically face a much huger appreciation it's a large difference whether people realize that you are making efforts to learn about the language and culture of their country and if you're seriously interested in them and their country. It automatically leads to a high acceptance. It's not something they really think about and it's totally human. I mean, think about your country. If a person goes there and he would talk in the local language, not perfectly, but if you want, if you would make serious attempts talk in the local language he will in most cases face way more kindness than he would otherwise it's not about being perfect but it's about showing a certain interest and respect whereas if somebody lives in a country maybe even for a longer period and cannot even say maybe properly hello in the local language then well he might rather face a certain rejection and not the friendliness he would face otherwise that is just very normal 
In China, also, you have to see that I will always be seen as a foreigner, no matter how good my Mandarin is. China has a really extreme racial segregation, and that is part of their society. Little kids on the street, or sometimes even some older people, they would even call me Weigaran, which means foreigner. In my own society, if we would call somebody straight in the face a foreigner, that would be super disrespectful, of course, and even racist. But in China, that's how they think. And so my point here is, even though you will always be a foreigner, there's a difference what kind of foreigner you are. They're foreigners who just travel, they're foreigners who live there and they do their own thing, or they're foreigners who come there to integrate a bit and understand. I'm not judging here. I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. I just tell you my motivation, and that's actually the most important motivation for me, reason number five, is to integrate. And of course, I have to think about where do I want to integrate? Where do I want to get a deeper dive? And at the end, it's of course about prioritization. Because, well, in recent years, I was visiting a lot of countries. And I don't have enough time, unfortunately, to learn the local language each time before I enter a new country. So sometimes it would also, for, for me, just maybe learn a very simple phrase to say thank you and hello. But if you live somewhere for a longer period and at the same time you are interested anyway and want to create really unique experiences, then you have to learn the language. There's no other way. So how good is my Chinese right now? Well, I can master daily situations quite easily and I can apply everyday Chinese without any bigger issues. My uh, long-term target is really to reach a level which would be close to native. I say close because technically... I'm able to reach it, but I think normally if you study to learn a language after the age of 12, it is not possible anymore to get really native. But, well, in about six years from now, I want to be totally fluent without any issues. Alright, so today I talked about my motivation to study Mandarin. At the end, it comes down to five reasons. Traveling, understanding, personal challenge, positioning and integration. I hope you found it useful and maybe you could even take away something for you. You might study another language. You might also be interested in studying Mandarin. And yeah, if you have another good reason why you study a language, please let me know in the comments. I'm always curious about this and I found it super interesting if people learn other languages. Please let me know what language are you learning or are you maybe even interested in studying Mandarin as well. Very soon I will create another episode where I talk about the influence of Mandarin on the global and in the future. I mean, now English is obviously the number one language and for the next years it's definitely going to stay like this. But what's the future like? Maybe Mandarin will become the new global language or it will be on the same level as English. So I will talk more about this topic and about the Chinese language itself, how difficult it is. What are the characteristics of the language? And should you maybe adapt? Learn Mandarin? Does it make sense for you? These are all questions and topics that I'm going to address in another episode. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Dragonfolio China podcast. As you've kept listening until now, I assume you enjoyed the show and would appreciate a five-star rating on your podcast app, which allows other folks to learn about this important topic as well. For more fascinating insights into China and for easy ways to benefit, make sure to visit the website at dragonfolio.net and sign up for the free newsletter.